Welcome to this Wednesday, October 27th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. And on today's episode, we are going to talk about a very touchy and sensitive topic. And if you have any little ears around before I begin speaking into the microphone and into your ears when wherever you play this episode, I advise you to please pause this podcast for a little bit before hearing the rest of it so that you could so that the little ears could not hear what is about to be said. So please, before you do, uh, please pause this um, before I begin the episode. And the around noon-ish, the, it was reported that the Chicago Blackhawks would be holding a press conference and releasing the investigation on the incident re- involving Bradley Aldrich and a couple Chicago Blackhawks players. Back in May of 2010, the investigation was conducted by Jenner and Block, and they the investigation is complete. And why am I talking about this incident and this investigation based on the Chicago Blackhawks? Is because Florida Panthers head coach Joel Quenville was part of the organization there, being hired in 2009 winning three Stanley Cups and before departing in 2018 and joining the Florida Panthers in 2019. So despite this being an incident that happened over 10 years ago in Chicago, this is a incident and a allegation, which is no longer an allegation. It's proven to be true of Bradley Aldrich's involvement in sexual misconduct in the organization. And Coach Q, if you were to press control find on this investigation report, which is made public, including footnotes, I didn't subtract the footnotes. If you were to look up Quenville in this, his name pops up 59 times in this report, in this investigation that was made public. And Coach Q had a meeting with senior management around the Chicago Blackhawks at the time, Jim Gary, mental skills coach, then president John McDonough, director of hockey administration, Al McIsaac, who was fired today along with Stan Bowman, the the former GM who was fired today as well, then ex- executive vice president of Jay Blunk, and then assistant GN, GM Kevin Cheveldayoff, who's now the current general manager of the Winnipeg Jets. Mark Bergevin, the general manager currently of the Montreal Canadiens, is not involved in this at all, so he is off the hook. And Coach Coach Q, he was involved in this uh, meeting. And Bradley Aldrich had a direct line reporting directly to Coach Q. Bradley Aldrich had this encounter with the name of this player who's remain anonymous, but he is known in this report as John Doe. They had a sexual encounter, which the John Doe said was non-consensual, who John Doe was an AHLer, and Bradley Aldrich 
said that it was consensual and he said that he could ruin his career potentially if he didn't consent to whatever they were doing. If you want, I'm not going to say exactly what they're doing on the podcast. If you want to read it yourself, uh, go read the report. I read a little bit of it and it's pretty disgusting what Bradley Aldrich uh, tried to have uh, John Doe uh, do. And Coach Q arrived in that meeting on May 23rd, 2010, shortly after clinching their spot in the Stanley Cup final against the San Jose Sharks. And the report says that they knew of some sexual encounter between Aldrich and John Doe. And everything you read about Coach Q in this report is saying that Coach Q was very uncomfortable and very upset because he at the time was focused solely on winning and not it being a distraction to them winning a Stanley Cup, which they eventually won. The thing is with Bradley Aldrich is that he was kept around around the team. Even after the fact, there was nothing was done and Bradley Aldrich was eventually let go by the team. This was an issue that was brought up to HR after the fact. Um, there's a picture of Coach Q lifting the Stanley Cup with Bradley Aldrich in the picture and a whole bunch of uh, Blackhawks brass in that picture as well. So it's looking at that picture now, it's a pretty uncomfortable picture to look at. You see Coach Q smiling, and then you see the Bradley Aldrich. I, that's that picture of Bradley Aldrich was actually the very first time I saw what he looked like. Um, if you look at the go look at the picture in the investigation report, it's there. Um, it's uh, he's the guy all the way on the right of the picture. It even says uh, who is listed from left to right. And the thing about this is Coach Q lying to the media, saying that he will participate in the investigation and I'm trying to pull up the quote right now as we speak he says quote I first learned of these allegations through the media earlier this summer I have contacted the Blackhawks organization to let them know I will support and participated in the independent review out of respect for all those involved I won't comment further while this matter is before the courts close quote and the GM of the Winnipeg Jets, uh, Kevin Shevoldayoff, they also released a statement as well discussing uh, their um, side of things and very similar to what Coach Q said. And Gary Bettman will be meeting with both Coach Q and Kevin Shevoldayoff independently to discuss what about the investigation personally between both of them. I'm recording this at 8.07 p.m. on Tuesday night, right before, two hours before the Winnipeg Jets are taking on the Anaheim Ducks. So I'm assuming that Gary Bettman will be making his way to Anaheim, California now, which Kevin Dayoff has been confirmed to be with the team right now, and he will be flying over to Anaheim, at least that's what I'm assuming, and then we'll be flying to South Florida to talk with 
Coach Q uh, before the Florida Panthers play a game tonight against the Boston Bruins. And it's so weird even talking about hockey right now versus what's really important right now. The What's important right now is this investigation, the findings of it, and the victims involved in it too. And the Florida Panthers PR staff released a statement to the Associated Press commenting on the issue saying, at this time, Commissioner Bettman has indicated that he will be meeting with Coach Quenville to discuss the events highlighted in the Jenner and Block October 2021 report. Accordingly, we have no comment, close quote. And a lot of people are saying that Gary Bettman is going to fire Coach Q, but Gary Bettman does not have that power, first of all. It, I personally think that Gary Bettman is going to talk to Coach Q and saying, why did you have to lie to the media like that? Instead of just saying straight up, I will participate in the investigation and just leave it at that. Instead of just lying, because that makes Coach Q look really bad. And I, I also wish that Coach Q just said, I will participate in the investigation. And Coach Q looks, doesn't look really good right now. I will say that. And I feel really bad for Vinny Viola. I really feel bad for the PR team for the Florida Panthers that this isn't even a mess that they were directly involved in in 2010. They just happened to have the coach now on their team who was in that situation for the Chicago Blackhawks at the time. And it's the Florida Panthers have announced that Coach Quenville will be available to the media tomorrow after their 10 a.m. morning skate when they take on the Boston Bruins tomorrow. And it, it feels like that the game feels a little bit secondary at this point and that the focus right now is on what went on in Chicago back in May of 2010 when the Chicago Blackhawks were in the middle of a playoff run that eventually ended in the Stanley Cup. But we'll cover that more in the next segment and what this could possibly mean and more details on what was said by Coach Q and his comments on Bradley Aldridge. So keep it right here on your first listen of the day. Locked on, Panthers. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you are missing out. There's coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. Do you want to know what my flavor, favorite flavor is of these selections? It's the cookies and cream. What cookies and cream, anything, ice cream, goat bars, any, anything cookies and cream related. Why not? It's a very obvious choice. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box and you'll get two of each 
of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Check out the macros. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. 4 to 5 grams of sugar. And only 4 to 5 net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. There's also the grasshopper cookie flavor, which is like the classic thin mint cookie. All the flavor without all the sugar with 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 5 grams of sugar. Order today and you'll get the grasshopper cookie or the raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Isn't that great? So go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off of your next order. That's promo code LOCK15 over at Built.com. Welcome back to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast as the Florida Panthers will be taking on the Boston Bruins tonight at 7 p.m. at the FLA Lava Arena. But we're going to discuss a little bit further about this investigation from the Chicago Blackhawks on the Jenner and Block investigation. And there's a few comments that Coach Q made about Bradley Aldrich after they won the Stanley Cup and talked about how Aldrich did a great job for the coaching staff in preparing us all for our meetings and coordinating several tasks that we forward his way. Brad has several people relying on him at the same moment and has a way of defecting and accommodating everyone at once. Congrats on winning the cup. Close quote. And there was also quite a few things that Coach Q did not recall having certain conversations based on the situation, which kind of confuses me in a way. And that's the confusing part in all of this. He doesn't recall any of it. He wasn't there for a first portion of the meeting. He lies to the media about not knowing or misuses his words for in the media about what he knows. So it's confusing about Coach Quenville's involvement in it because the missing of the first portion of it doesn't tell the whole story. But he knew of a sexual interaction between the two. But it's all a he said, she said, because John Doe says it was non-consensual. Bradley Aldrich says it was. So nobody knows based on, based on that. And at the time, at least, they didn't know. So that's the very confusing part in all of this. And ultimately, according to the report, the person who had apparently the final say to what to do with Bradley Aldrich, whether it was to conduct an investigation or, or fire him, was John McDonough, the then president of the Chicago Blackhawks. However, this could have been an opportunity for Coach Q to stand up and say something, but Coach Q, according to the investigation, said that he didn't want anything distracting the team from winning hockey games and 
their opportunity to lift the Stanley Cup, which they eventually did, and then were able to do it two more times in 2013 and 2015. But I think of everything when it comes to how we prioritize image and saving face over people. If you recall two specific incidents, number one, you think of Jared the Subway guy. You remember that guy? Yeah, there were multiple complaints to Subway about his involvement with minors. And what did Subway do? They didn't do anything of it because they wanted to protect their image. A, uh, another example of a sports team, we're going to go back to sports, uh, on a sexual assault allegation was Jerry Sandusky, a former defensive coordinator of the Penn State football program. And the then coach who was the coach for Penn State football for 40 plus years, Joe Paterno, knew about the situation. Um, he was fired and, was, and died a few months later. That told me when he died, that, that, and that was in 2011, the Penn State situation. Just a year after this Chicago Blackhawks uh, situation happened. So very close as far as timeline with, well, reported incidents versus actual incidents. Let's, let's get that straight. The incident be between Bradley Aldrich and John Doe was May of 2010, but the findings of the Penn State investigation was revealed in 2011, so I don't want to get that twisted. And Joe Paterno died shortly after. The statue of Joe Paterno was removed, and he dies a few months later from the after being fired because he, I said it at the time, he lost the will to live. Um, and, but still plenty at fault for knowing something and not doing anything about it. But college football ranks, the head coach has more power over someone in a professional sports league, while in the pros, the head coach, there's so many people who have power over him. So Coach Q, though there were other people above him who had more power over him, that could have been also an opportunity still. It does not excuse Joel Quenville's involvement in it. I'm th don't get that twisted. This could have been an opportunity for Coach Q to say, hey, this is not okay. This, the, this whether it was consensual or not, which they didn't know at the time, whether it's, he should have said, whether it's consensual or not, we cannot have this type of relationship in our, on our team. And that there needs to be something done and that you need to look into it because there, one person is saying consensual, one person is not. So there needs to be something done. We need to look more into this. And the fact that it took 10 years, 11 actually, to go out and try to investigate this get over 14 players involved many people of management and tens and hundreds of people to 
talk about this situation to there's no way that coach Q after what he said, because if you know how investigations work, people are going to refer to meetings and they're going to name every single person. And if someone tries lying about who wasn't there, then eventually the truth is going to come out. I mean, that's the point of an investigation, right? And there was no way that Coach Q could have avoided saying, oh, no, I wasn't part of that meeting. He was. And the investigation shows it. And everyone from the 2010 Chicago Blackhawks team is no longer a part of the organization. It's a clean slate for them. And it's a new start, hopefully, for them. And there's still a few players left on the team. There's uh, the captain, Jonathan Taze, and Patrick Kane still on the team and the start for the Chicago Blackhawks the two guys have a few years left on his, their contracts they're not off to the best start uh but in a few years they'll be eventually moving on from those two and then they'll definitely be able to move on officially from that era completely and as far as coach Q there, there's going to have to be a decision. And not making a decision is a decision, believe, believe it or not. So there will be a decision, but the fact that he's speaking to the media at 10 a.m. shows tells me at this time that he still remains the coach of the Florida Panthers. So whew, I will be at work during the press conference but i will do my absolute best to discuss some of what coach q answered to the media based on this investigation because it'll be his first time speaking publicly and you could also expect for him to say no comment on the situation so prepare for Q to be asked that question, but also be prepared for him to say no comment on the situation. And I'm I'm assuming that the meeting with Gary Bettman will be in the morning before the morning skate, assuming that he's flying to California tonight and to Sunrise, Florida tomorrow. Excuse me, tonight, which this recording will be released. But don't know if that don't know if that conversation will happen prior to that but what the conversation will be between the two i have no idea but as far as firing that's a vinnie viola issue and not not even bill zito is going to be the one to decide it's going to come from the owner himself and vinnie viola is in a very tough tough spot after trying to like rebuild this team within the community and hiring a coach and a GM who who won who he wanted to change the culture and it's reflecting right now on the ice with them being 6-0-0 and it's really sad that with Florida's 6-0-0 start that we have to talk about this with coach Q but this isn't something that this isn't something that we could ignore. It's a uncomfortable conversation, but it's a reality that this is what Coach Q was involved in in that meeting between him and six other 
people of Blackhawks management about talking about this incident re- regarding Bradley Aldrich and the unnamed Chicago Blackhawks player of John Doe. So the Florida Panthers, they have a game tonight against the Boston Bruins, 7 p.m. FLA Live Arena. So in the next segment, we're going to be discussing about tonight's matchup between the Florida Panthers and the Boston Bruins. So keep it right here on your first listen of the day, Locked On Panthers. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use a mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From football to basketball to boxing to hockey, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Welcome back to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast on this Wednesday, October 27, 2021, where the Florida Panthers will be taking on the Boston Bruins tonight at 7 p.m. at the FLA Live Arena. So the Boston Bruins have only played four games to the Florida's six. The NHL season started on that Tuesday, the 12th, and the Boston Bruins didn't play their first game until that Saturday at home against Dallas, then had three days off. So a lot of rest days in between their first few games. They lose on the road against Philly, which I was able to watch that game live. That was the game that I was talking about last week where Keith Yandel was mic'd up. Um, they beat, They lose against Philly 6-3, lose, beat Buffalo, and then they win against the San Jose Sharks by a single goal. And that's it. That's the only games that they've uh, been able to play. And their goal differential, the Florida Panthers have a plus 15, while the Boston Bruins have a plus 3. Brad Marchand is leading the team in goals and assists and points. He's leading the team in every uh, statistical category uh, offensively. And um, as far as goals for per game, they're um, ranked 10th on average so with at 3.5 and their goals against for their uh team they are ranked number 15 they're middle of the pack in uh goals against so not not the best start for Boston as they are right now with a points percentage of 750, which because not every team has played every the same amount of games, they'd be tied as far as points percentage for second in the division, which, which man, Buffalo is off to a strange uh, start to the season at 4-1-1. Detroit is on fire as well, which the Florida Panthers will be playing at the Little Caesars Arena this Friday. Tampa Bay is sluggish toronto is a mess right now after losing to carolina for the first time since the e-bug situation a few years ago um boston they their roster um they signed nick felino 
um, this year via free agency, and he's now on injured uh, reserve for the Boston Bruins. Curtis Lazar, who they acquired from a trade last trade deadline from the Buffalo Sabres, they he's on injured reserve as well. So they're kind of uh, hurting a little bit right now on their roster. Um, their goalie situation, they're they're all they're their goalie situation is actually pretty pretty well right now with um, Linus Allmark who was who some is someone that I highlighted about how well he played during his time in Buffalo despite it being a really bad Buffalo Sabres team so far through two games a goals against average of two and a save percentage of 935 in two games Jeremy Swayman uh numbers are not as good but uh the two games are a small sample size 3.02 goals against average with an 885 save percentage for the Boston Bruins and they have a Norse Trophy candidate this year who they just extended in Charlie McAvoy, who a former 14th overall pick in the 2016 NHL entry draft. And they still have a, despite him being 36 years old, a multiple-time Selkie Trophy winner in Patrice Bergeron, the captain. Don't know whether this is going to be his last year with the Boston Bruins, but... They're definitely someone who, if he were to come back, then he'd probably have to uh, definitely uh, take a discount as they would look to extend a player like Jake DeBrusque, who's a former 14th overall pick from the 2015 draft. They And the Boston Bruins as well, another player that's hurting on their roster is... They don't have Tuka Rask. Tuka Rask is out for a, a while. He's not going to be with the team for uh, quite a little bit. So he he won't he won't be suiting up. So they're relying on Linus Allmark and Jeremy Swayman uh, right now to hold the fort until they until Tuka Rask uh, comes back and just just um. Reading some tweets from uh, Twitter, uh, Connor Ryan is reporting that Linus Allmark will be um, starting tomorrow tonight against the Florida Panthers. And Craig Smith uh, of the Boston Bruins um, is is out. So he will not uh, be playing for the Boston Bruins tomorrow. So... They're dealing with quite a few injuries on that front for the Boston uh, Bruins. So they did trade for Taylor Hall last trade deadline from the Buffalo Sabres and were able to re-sign him in free agency. Um, they were they did have a big loss this offseason in David Krejci, who's now overseas. So that's a player that the Boston Bruins are missing on this roster. But this is one of the teams that are challenging the Panthers in this division. And despite the Bruins being an older roster, their average age of their forwards is 27.7 years old. Their defense is 25.9 
average age years old. So it's a little bit of an older team, a veteran team, and the a lot of people aren't very high on them, but they're off to a decent start with a seven seven five zero points percentage through four games. They're, they they just haven't played that many games yet. So they do have Florida former Florida Panther Eric Halla on their squad, even though Halla's time in Florida was very short lived. But um, yeah, the the Boston Bruins just it's really hard to judge them right now based on the little games that they played. But the Florida Panthers there, six zero zero still, uh, assuming that Bobrovsky will get the start tonight against Linus Allmark, and then they'll have their back to back, assuming that Bobrovsky will get the first one, and then Spencer Knight will get the second half, and then. Um, You'll give the Boston Bruins two different looks at goalies, uh, which they will play twice in a four-day stretch. So that you want to give them different looks instead of one consistent look so they don't figure out uh, your goalie. So that's definitely something that I believe that Coach Q, uh, I mean, at this point, assuming that he's still the coach, uh, after everything that's come out today will try to do for this uh, Florida Panthers team. But this was a tough episode to record, not going to lie. This was uh, hopefully that you get a, I was able to provide a decent perspective on this and able to relay information also to the best of my abilities from this report to you. And for anyone struggling with being sexually assaulted before or a victim of it, just know that I'm thinking about you. And I that's all I was thinking about really today. I sat in, in front of my computer for at least a good hour just thinking about what to say and thinking about how to go about this because this is, we're talking about human beings here. We're talking about, a lot of uh, professional sports teams and corporations that have put image over people. And that's something that definitely needs to change for sure. So we need to prioritize people more and their feelings and what they go through. And when there is a complaint to it, to the big bosses, to take it more seriously instead of just swiping it under the rug so definitely something that i could hope that we as a society can do more going forward so tomorrow on locked on panthers we will break down the game between the florida panthers and the boston bruins so keep it right here on locked on panthers and i will see you guys tomorrow